Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. You mean shenanigans? No! You're about shenanigans, right? What was that? There's, uh, there's jizz in the trunk of my car. Really? Followed by some porno magazines. Wow. And some portions of a steak dinner. Dinner for two. <laughs> portions of a steak dinner? <laughs> Welcome to Podcast and Random Heroes Cheeky Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. My name is Jesse, aka Random Hero. My name is Nick, aka Podcast, because why? That's my name. That is your name. That's my name. (laughs) That's my name. And football season has come up again, so I decided to dust off the old Hawks jersey and yeah, dusting it. it off. Yeah. Which is the Seahawks, they're gonna be a whole new team. I have no yeah. direction of where they're gonna go. We got Wilson. Yeah, that's all we have. Well, I mean we have Wagner. Carson. Yeah, but he never really played Lockett. that much though. He did last season. Carson mm. had a great year last year. Hmm. Tyler Lockett. <sighs> DJ Metcalf when he's healthy, he'll be he'll be. And then a we have the one handed man. The only disabled <laughs> guy ever in football. Uh, <laughs> Shaquem Griffin is the the one with the one hand, and then his twin Shaquille, I think. Yeah, some weird. Is it Kareem? 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 No, one goes Berries by and Shaq, cream? and the other one goes by Griff, I believe. But uh, um, okay, you, do you go to that vape store in Lake Stevens? Which one? The one that's uh, over by Taco Bell. I dropped in there from time to time. Well, anyways, there's the Gingy in there. Okay, what's that? A ginger. Like lo- a worker? Yeah. Okay. There's a gingy worker in there, and he has, like, really long hair, like, hippie-ish hair, and his voice does not match him at all. Is it, like, super deep? Yes. Like, like Rick Astley? Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, you want, what do you want? What do you want? Some, and it just threw me off guard. Here, just look at this. We have this today. We're no strangers to love. <laughs> you know the rules. It's like, I, I think so he's, like, doing do it for purpose. I don't know. Here you go. And it's so slow. Like, here you go. Try this. Here you go. My yeah. name's Barry Ginger. My name's Barry White. <laughs> Barry I'm going to freak you all night long. <laughs> Just let me put on a song for you. And then he puts on the most ridiculous song to make love to ever, which, frankly, I, I've never been one to, like, get down with you know music what? on a whole lot. Uh, I the first time, I always count this my first, because the actually first time I've ever done it, when I was 14, I didn't know what I was doing. I think it was in there. I'm not totally sure, but I never finished, okay? So I always count that as a half. <laughs> then when I met my high school girlfriend, I actually fully did it, and I was nervous, and I still had my boxers on as usual. Cause so you just pulled your dick I through just, the, yep, the hole? Yep. <laughs> but then I made sure I had no effects playing in the background on my first time that I did it, yeah. just to have that celebration, you yeah? know? Okay. That was the only time I had music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Once, and it was like your first real time. Yeah. It was so magical. <laughs> the punk rock in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you see it in movies and TV shows all the time. And even like if you watch older style porn, they always had that same kind of like 
you know, guitar through a wah pedal music. Wank, 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 or wank, what's that? Wank, what's wank, that Barry Manilow wank. song? Barry Manilow. Isn't song? it Barry Manilow or Barry White? What are you thinking uh, of? Get your freak out. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking stupid R&B music in the background. Well, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. I'm wondering if it's a cultural thing because... I think it's a distraction. Or maybe it's just because... Some people listen to the kind of music that's always singing about sex, which is a little more in the R&B side, I feel. Mm-hmm. We listen to, like, punk rock. So <laughs> half the songs are about, like, going out and getting drunk or, like, fuck the government. Or doing stuff. heroin yeah. in the alley by yeah. a trash can with your buddy, Homeless Steve. Yeah, I guess if you like to listen to Simple Plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, I guess Simple Plan would if I could sum it up. I, I, I don't even know. I just I was trying to think of like a really light sounding non heroin sounding band and mm. they their whiny ass daddy didn't love me up. bullshit. It was seven. Waited till eleven. Is this one of their songs? Yeah, you don't know it? No. Oh. Apparently you weren't a big fan then. No, I'm not. In fact, there was a time when I would prefer listening to Nickelback over Simple Plan. Oh, you know what's funny? Like their first record, the first Nickelback record, when the Spider-Man 1 soundtrack came out, I was actually into it. I, well, I think I was in middle school when that first video came out where it's like, no, 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 Poor man still like man. Yeah. Everyone liked them then. And yeah. then they just went down the shitter in the fucking and that's, hate pool. That's the funny thing is like <laughs> that first record they put out when it came out, that was a good, solid rock album. I, I had no complaints with it, and they had multiple songs in there that were pretty good hits. But something happened after that record, and I don't know what it is, but by the time they were putting out that, like, look at this photograph, yeah, something was one, like, these guys one. are fucking jokes, right? <laughs> Puddle, Mud, Puddle Mud was good then, too, in that same era. They went down the shitter, too. Didn't, they only had, like, the one song. Like, they had, they she had, fucking hates me. Yeah, but they had, like, two more before that, though. She what? fucking hates me was like the last one and then they dropped out. So what what's the other ones? Like I love the way you smack my ass. I oh, love the what dirty is that things one? you do. I don't know what the title is, I just know the Oh, that's yeah, gonna bug me. And I then remember there, like, that one. There's one more, I just I can't think of it. It was a hit one. Yeah. I mm. That yeah, was always I my was favorite part of the song. You you liked him? Well, I like that part. I love the way you smack my ass. It's Ooh. not often you sing about a guy who likes to get his ass slapped, you know? Yeah. Fucking. I mean, I think we all somewhat like it. Like, have you never had a chick going at it behind you and she smacks your ass? <laughs> no. No? Okay. But, I mean, I've had my ass slapped before by, you know, a girl, whether she was into me or not. And it's always kind of like, ooh. Do you, <laughs> do you, like, ever remember, like, smacking your first ass during intercourse? I don't remember whose it was, but I remember there was a time when I had never done that. I know. And then there was a time when suddenly that was one just, of my just moves. A, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. and uh, But just like, should I do it or should I not do it? I think Will the first like time it? I did it, it, I was asked to. Hmm. I, I can't remember. I don't when feel I like that. I ever would have started doing that if I wasn't asked to. Because I grew up in such a sexually repressive family and upbringing that, uh, you know, stuff like that. Sex itself was dirty enough. Like, I was super vanilla for a long time because really it was vanilla? like, ooh, this is sex. Sex is a taboo, you know? We can't talk about it. You, you can enjoy it, but you can't be weird with it. And then you start realizing, especially after we've all 
we already know my large number. When, once you've had some more experience, you start to realize, like, not only is it okay to do that shit, but a lot of the people out there, you know, guys and girls do like that kind of shit. So I ran into a lot of girls that were requesting stuff like that, you know. Especially my, my like the choking, choking thing, too. Ah, it's like, so weird. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not weird in the sense that, like, I get that a lot of people like it, and I don't judge them for it, but, like... A near-death experience is the last thing I want during sex. Yeah, no, just, you know, you can, like, pull my hair and choke me a little bit if you want to. Have Ooh. you ever had someone do it to you? I think I've had someone, like, choke me, but I don't remember who it was. Are you sure she wasn't just, like, actually trying I, to kill you? Maybe she was trying to murder me? Yeah. Like, have you ever, like, been, like, jacking off, right? And well, suddenly... You're, I've done it, yeah. Suddenly you're thinking, you're just like, oh, you know, Nick would probably enjoy this. What? Like, the way that you're doing it, like... <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. you never done that. No, I'm, I'm oh. usually kind of focused on the task at hand if oh, you will, okay. or the task in hand as it were. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Speaking of tasks in hand, I want to talk about activities yesterday. Oh, we went to the casino to play a poker tournament because yeah, Nick likes to play poker and so do I. Stupid Indian reservation. Wow. Mm, how? How are you? You're not backing down from that I one. I am Chief Cumberbatch. <laughs> Come to my casino. I take your money. That's usually how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I on the one hand, it's kind of racist to joke like that. But on the other hand, so many big shows that I, lots of people love do it. Like commu- uh, Parks and Rec. They, they have a very stereotypical, like, rich Indian guy who runs the local casino. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who has the very, like, what? normal native-sounding voice. What is it? Indians are the only ones that can have casinos on the land. Their land is sovereign. So, like, they don't have to follow our rules then? Not all of them, no. They like, have to follow certain federal so rules. So they, like, but... have their own government? Or yeah. What? Really? Yeah. Huh. They have their own police, their own jail systems sometimes, but they still contract out to the counties and all that, but... Yeah, they have their own council, their own rules. That's why they can sell those fireworks in Boom City out there. That's why they can do the the casinos, and that's why you can still smoke in them. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different things that they're allowed to do, and uh, I I mean, fuck, do it. You know, I mean, they we g- took a lot from them. We can give well, a little bit back. Yeah, I think they've had enough. You know, <laughs> they've had enough already. I mean, they take all the you know. Our taxes money already and then they fucking make more money by a casino on top of that okay and then and then they just you know do what they do and you know <laughs> now i hear you okay but here's what i want to counter that with okay so at least oh, there, there's two groups of people that i feel that we have been the biggest dicks to in this country indians are one black people are the other and indians get to they have their own sovereign land they have their own laws to an extent and they're able to build casinos and kind of get that money back or whatever they have they have opportunities to kind of somewhat recover from what happened but what black people that's why they want reparations they don't have that in any way if we they say we came over and took the indian shit right we did what if the indians did that first and we never knew about it what what if whiteies were the ones first here and they came and destroyed us all? Through and then, DNA, we know the the path that they took. And they all came from Asia over the they, Alaska land bridge. Is this what 23andMe says? 
I did the Indians do a DNA test? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we look at the fossil record or the the you know we've looked at generations of DNA and look for markers. I mean, there's different classifications of humans like uh, Caucasian. That's one. There's Mongoloid, which is like Asian, and then there's um, th- there's I think there's one or two more. Um, oh, there's Negroid. That's the classification for black people. And um, Negrophilia. <laughs> Is that stop. what you mean? Stop. Is that what it is? Just stop. Just stop <laughs> it. Just stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> stop it. Um, today's I, a I good feel subject. bad even laughing at that, but like, <laughs> that's why we do this, you know. It's and I've been listening to a lot of like the About Last Night podcast with Adam Ray and yeah. uh, Brad Williams, and they have some great, great episodes on there. Like Seth Green did one that I thought was amazing. Oh, the phone call one. Yeah. 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 Was I was going to bring that up because I thought like that, that's not a bad idea. We could try doing a prank call or two on this show eventually. And I've see so what out happens. Of whack. I've never done that since like teenagers. I know. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? Huh? Uh, this, this is a total dick thing. But so when I was a kid, I, I never knew what the line was for, like, when a joke or a prank stopped being funny. I had no gauge for <laughs> Those that. are the worst. So, when I was, like, 10 or 11, I was out at my dad's house for the weekend, and he lived on the, the res. And we had gone to, like, the local... Grocery store. Yeah, yeah, Gas but it was, station. like, a convenience store kind of thing. Habib store. And while it. my sister and my stepsisters were inside getting stuff... I went straight over to the payphone and prank <laughs> called nine one one. Oh no! Yeah, I did that. What did you say? Uh, I I don't remember, but I remember that I think I started giggling and the lady on the other line got really mad, and so I was like, "Oh no, I'm going to get in trouble. I wasn't <laughs> supposed to do that, was I?" Did you and, do that one fridge joke? I forgot what it is. We're like, "Better go and catch it." <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it was like that. But uh, God, I I mean that would have been in like ninety. 394 ish wow. so that's like th- a fucking millennial away yeah I yeah know. i was in eternity ago i know 20 i remember 25 26 years ago i have a memorable one just me and my buddy pray calling and the chick was like she's giving a shit she's like you can't bullshit a bullshitter we're like what are you talking about she's all here how about just call back in like two minutes and we're like okay we never called back because I don't know what the fuck she was planning on doing, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she tried husband. to bullshit some bullshitters, <laughs> and you just never called her back. That, probably, that's pro- actually genius. Probably like get her husband on the phone or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she was just going to call the cops and set up like a phone trace or something, you know? I know. Because back in those days, you probably had to do that. Like, Hello, I mean, man. there was caller ID back then, too. Was there? Yeah. It was we during, never had it at my house. It was during that time. Call waiting. Remember call waiting? I remember call waiting, but we never had caller ID. This busy line. Damn it. Beep, beep, beep. Five (laughs) minutes later. Beep. And it was usually because someone was using the dial-up internet. Oh, yeah, that's right, dude. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, you fucking couldn't call anybody. (laughs) Dial-up. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that that's, I mean, that's still the basic technology that we connect to the internet with. I'm totally sorry. We totally got off track. I thought we were supposed to be talking about poker, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this happens all the time. That's crazy. Um, Okay, so anyways, we played a poker (laughs) tournament yesterday. Uh, It's pretty fun. I think I I went out in the middle. Middle. Uh, What round did you go out in? I think it was, I went out, I think, sixth or seventh. 
I think that was right around the middle, but it was like just before me, I think. I think I because yeah. I just sat down at your table with a rebuy and I know I was like I was trying to stare you down like motherfucker. And you kept Are making you... me laugh. And I was like, huh? And I was trying to think like, okay, we can't make too many looks at each other. Otherwise, people are going to start thinking that we're like trying to talk to each other. And I'll be like, dude, I'm going to text you what I have. You tell me what you have. Right. I mean, and that's the thing is like, that. that's why they don't let you use your phone while you're in a hand, I think. Is because they know that you can even talk to each other in there. Yeah. Whenever I play with Devin and you're not around like we're always at different tables but yeah, we're texting each like, other the whole time yeah the whole time i'm just sitting here and be like dude i'm fucking on fire and then i went whoop <laughs> and where i was sitting at my other table i got to see you and you had this giant stack so early and i was pissed because i kept just like losing little bits at a time i'm like oh nick just won enough to like coast like you could have easily coasted i could have coasted i had that much fucking just <sighs> that stupid arabian guy got me Arabian Nights. He's fucking. He doesn't know how to play. He's just playing out of luck. With so what happened? What? How did you go down? This is how I went down. Okay, the guy was raising anything on the fucking head. I yeah. started noticing you fucking went like all in, or I put like a big fucking raise, and he won, but it was only a pair of fives. That was it. He won by a pair of fives. So right. I'm thinking this guy just plays whatever, or he tries to bluff. So I had a pair of jacks. There was nothing really else on the board. It was like jacks and lower. There's no straight possible. There's no flush yet, the yeah. random. And then he like fucking, I check. He bets like 1,500. I'm like, all right, fuck it. And then he like bet another like 1,500. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to fucking do it. And then the fucker had fucking pocket sevens. And there was a seven on the fucking board. And he beat me. And I just wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> Or maybe put my dick in his face. I don't know which one yet. Well, the only thing with the, all, everything you just said is that it sounded like he flopped the third seven that he needed. He did. So he was ahead of you the whole time. He was. but Even I, though you had an over I didn't know he had a pocket seven. So that's the shitty thing. Yeah. And he took you down. Yeah, he did. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are like, these guys have never spoken this much in depth about poker. I don't even understand what they're talking about. I mean, about. I can tell you about other pokers. Like, I poked her in the bum once. Yeah. Did yeah. she like it? No, she did not like it. <laughs> Surprise anal. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. Stop it. Just Nick, stop it. Nick, get out of me. Get it. <laughs> it was fun, though. And uh, it, it's I've been studying it a lot lately because uh, I just really enjoy playing and I, I like the whole fact that like you can have a bunch of skill, but there's still an element of luck to it that makes it essentially unpredictable. It's really like, how come we can't take our skills on poker and use that towards relationships? You know what I mean? I mean, you could, but in poker, the entire game is built around deceit. And it's bluffing. Yeah, that's kind of really like relationships. You, you bluff that's not each how other it out. should be. That's how it is. Always. That's how, that's how it's been in yours. Like, where were you today? Oh, I was hanging out with my buddies. That's Little a did lie you if know. You fucking, I was at the strip club. <laughs> and then, she, where were you? Oh, I was hanging out with my sisters. And little did you know, she's out banging some black dude over in the fucking Hotel Six. Motel Six. <laughs> that's what relationship. Hotel or Motel Six? I Mo think there's a difference. Motel Six. I don't think there is a Hotel Six. That's why I changed my answer. Okay. It's like Hotel 6.3. Yeah, 6.2. <laughs> That's stars. You can do it hourly. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of those around here. And like, 
it, it's it's always been such a just a comedy joke like oh a hotel that charges by the hour that means he's gonna go bang a prostitute but like they exist yeah i know and Isn't that's it like awkward going to be like oh i only need it for an hour or two like you know those people know what you're doing yeah and then do they actually clean it up probably not that's that's the gross part for me i don't care if people know that you're fucking in a hotel room like if you go to a hotel with a girl people just assume it already so it's like no big deal but there's no way that they're sending a maid in there after every hour with a squeegee and a bleach bucket to you know restore harmony harmony to that fucking room you what know you it's think? still gonna be gross what do you think when two best friends walk up and be like can i have a room for a night do you think they're like oh one yeah. of them's getting their dick sucked in oh there. those are total butt buddies right yeah. there this one's going to suck this dick. This one's getting bummed in the butt. But, I mean, it all depends. Like, are you and your best friend going into a hotel and asking for a room with one and then, And then a tranny comes and asks for the same room number, and then they just, like, fucking don't even know what's happening in there. Wow. They're going to have to call fucking merry maids, uh, some other cleaning people to get all the jizz off the wall. <laughs> That was quite a transition right there. <laughs> yeah, speaking of transitions. <laughs> oh, man. Just, have, you, have you ever, like, just rented a room for a night so you could bang a girl or anything like that? I mean, like, as a couple. But, like, no Not, one, like, a random. Oh, yeah, because you don't really do that with randoms. No. No. I I'm, think not, I'm not a randomly hero type of guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true, man. You just don't have that uh, random quality like, to your heroics. Like, I don't want to take full of the credit, but the co-worker, you know that idea I gave you? My segment idea, I gave you the name, but the, one of my co-workers at my work gave me the idea. For Douchebag the, of the week? No, for the, the date circus. Oh, yeah. Date circus. I don't. I was thinking maybe we should do that. Bring it up. What? Talk about it. Uh, the idea was that... Uh, this is where I have a hard time because I don't like doing dating online apps, right? Yeah. He said, why don't you just like go on Bumble or Tinder and write in the description about how like you have a podcast and you haven't been in a relationship for a while. You want to start dating. And then you have the girls that you go on dates with rate how you were and how your date was and have them send in a video or like email what was good and what wasn't good. Or if you sucked or rate the date like 2.5 out of 10. Yeah. And I feel... That, that might get like some so some... let me ask you this because i i genuinely like this idea yeah and i would even be down to participate the only thing is i would be worried that if a girl agreed to go on a date knowing all that i'm not saying that we're big enough that they would want to do it just to be on our specific show mm -hmm. but the entire idea would be that they know that it's not real but that's the thing you make it sound like who knows there could be chemistry or there could not it's just we're dating and we're just documenting everything that's going on. So just take like a selfie style video in bed after you do it with him. No, this is like <laughs> you have the date and then you'd be like, well, if you want to, you don't have to. We have a podcast. You could send in like a little visual of what you hated and how badly you sucked or yeah. write in or you don't have to at all. But I, I would challenge you that if you want to do this, I think that you should try to accept or to instigate dates with girls that you wouldn't maybe necessarily normally do it with. Yeah, like fatties or, you know. <laughs> or like, like a ultra scene looking girl or, you know, if, if you're not normally attracted to a specific race of girls, maybe just force yourself and try and 
you, you never know what you might discover about what you actually like or didn't even know you were missing, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Like girls since, with tattoos. Since, you know, I'm not in a relationship anymore. Yeah, and you just keep bitching about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep bitching about it. Until you get back with Lindsay again in another six months. I'll we'll give it two weeks. Two weeks? <laughs> you talking to her again? Uh, we talk every now and then. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hey. Whatever. At least I'm not. Never mind. I'm not going to call out any names here. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, going back to about last night for a second, uh, he had he had Dane Cook on an episode, and a lot of Dane Cook kind of took a Nickelback path, where like he got super popular and everyone liked him. He and w- then a lot of people started like he went on a lot of podcasts, and I listened to all of them, and he always brought up his brother, or they always brought up his brother that took yeah. his money. Yeah, well, and not even that, but, like, just the public opinion of him shifted after, you know, five or six years of really solid just rock stardom to all of a sudden everyone treating him like the nickelback of comedy, basically. And it just became fashionable to make fun of Dane Cook as a comedian for other comedians. But I've always enjoyed not only his comedy, but listening to him on those shows because he's been to those, you know, really high levels. And he had a unique path. That is what gave me the idea to bring this up today. And he was talking about how he got popular when social media first got popular, like MySpace days. And he he really used talk to people. Yeah. And that's how he got so big. I mean, obviously, he was funny enough once people discovered him that they would actually genuinely like him. But he used that to propel himself. Not only was that genius, but he brings up he brought up a good point on about last night and said that, like, you know, that was before people really trolled on the Internet. Yeah. People were mostly nice back then. They they enjoyed things. They celebrated things. We hadn't taken the turn into trolling yet. And that's what I wanted to talk about. There wasn't a big whole, like, negativity back then. Yeah. It was always trying to stay positive. Now it's about being offended. Constantly. Because everywhere. everyone's a dick on the Internet now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what were you like in the MySpace days online? Did you have, like, a tricked out MySpace page and all that? I did. I had the little skulls floating down. Like she had some music in the background, some like I don't know, poppy punk rock music. Point one eighty two, angels and airwaves. Yeah. Probably boxcar racer yeah. back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like one out of three of my friends for a solid six months all had "Hello Seattle" by Owl City on there. Oh yeah, fireflies in the sky. Okay, how many friends did you have roughly? Ah, fuck, dude, I don't remember, but. I've been trying to get back on my MySpace page because I have a lot of cool like videos and pictures of them. I've can't. done the same. I yeah. can't. I can't. I don't remember. I can't get on it. It's lost forever. Yeah, and they. I think they've kind of shut down the social side, and it's just a platform for bands now. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I'm probably. I don't know. One fifty two. I don't try to have like a lot of friends because I always like talk shit about the people that have like eight hundred friends, one thousand. I don't want to be that type of person. Well, so, nobody actually keeps a thousand people in their life. You know, I, I think that at most people might have room for about 400 acquaintances, 200 of which are maybe friends, a hundred of which are maybe friends you see somewhat frequently. Yeah. About 20 of those are close friends. Then you've got your, you know, one to three, maybe even one to five best friends. You can't be like, oh, I met this person once. Never yeah. heard from him again. Oh, we're f- close friends on uh, Facebook. Yeah, he likes all my shit. All of it. 
at 3 a.m. It's the weirdest thing. And he's just trying to bone you. Yep. He's just trying to bone you. <laughs> there, there's a section of Reddit called r slash nice guys, and it's all like posts and screenshots and stuff of guys who are that kind of guy. You know, liking everything, like Facebook stalking, going out and being nice to a girl and doing all this shit, but then expecting her to want to get with them. And the whole page is all these like screenshots of guys like freaking out when they find out that they're just the friend. And uh, it really, it sucks because, you know, genuinely nice guys don't usually feel the need to defend their niceness because people around them do it for them. But you, you see these guys who think they're nice, but they're only, they're only being nice to get something. They're only nice on the outside. They're only nice because they're trying to hit it. Yeah, they're only nice because they want to date her or whatever. Hit it and quit it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, you're the hitter and quitter. No. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. 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 Was no. It, that wasn't very nice of you. No. I hope. <laughs> it also wasn't usually me that was doing the quitting. Oh. I see. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, blame them. Blame it? <laughs> no, there's no blame. Like, like I've said, you know, my history is tinged with a little bit of regret because... I, I don't just do that with someone that I don't have some kind of a connection or interest in. And then to have it not work out always felt like a failure. You know, I don't have a bunch of tally marks on my bedpost, if you will. That, that's not what that I is know. You me. know your number. You just never say it. No, I know. I know. I you don't know, know the exact number because I can't remember all the fucking names. You, can't, that's you the don't hard need part. the names. You could be like, ah, purple pants or, you know, she was topless the whole time. Nick, uh, I lost my virginity at 18, and I am now 36. That is 18 years of history to remember with numbers that are right around your IQ. Hey, do you believe in that whole fucking, like, you women lose their virginity, but then they're re-virginized again or something, and then they lose their virginity again? That's not a... That, that was never a physiological thing. That was a... It's It's hyperbole. It's a way of... I mean, second virginity is a common phrase that's like, oh, I just haven't gotten any in a while. <laughs> it's not like they regrow anything that would make them a physical virgin again. I know. I just always thought it was funny. It's like, I'm a virgin again. <laughs> I, I think that Christians like to, to do that one. They, you know, because, and, and I'll tell you this from direct experience, Christians are the most sexually repressed but sexually charged groups of like teenagers out there. And all, all that would happen in high school, like we, we never crossed any lines with our female friends, but you would date some of them or you'd be interested in each other. And you'd go to these events like watching movies with your friends or going out on road trips to Dick's Burgers or like very innocent things. And, you know, like a guy would be giving a girl a back rub or something. And I've always considered that Christian foreplay. Because that's what it is. They're not allowed in their own morality to like sit around and make out or get to second base or whatever. Right. So you give a back rub or you know a temple rub or you know you might be able to a hold temple hands. rub. Yeah, it's like so old school, dude. Oh, I'm good at those. Oh, okay. Well, after this, I want to know. Okay. Maybe I should just give you one like on the show sometime and really make things weird. And my leg starts going. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesse. When I'm done touching you, Nick, you won't be able to use your legs. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get some crutches. <laughs> I need a wheelchair. That wouldn't work to get out of my apartment, though. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's no like, stairs. <laughs> Help me up. One wheel at a time. Um, but, okay, so to swing way back again, um, MySpace. 
So when did you start getting away from it? Like, at what point were I you started, like, I'm done with this shit? I got done with it because Facebook got popular. So I got done with it, I think, around 2006, seven. That sounds about right. Yeah. I think I started Facebook in 2008, and I had only started it for work. Because I remember it was originally just for college kids, I think. It was from that, what's that guy's name? Steven Spielberg or uh, <laughs> Freddie Jr. Uh, Miles Davis. Mark Zuckerberg. That's it. <laughs> Miles Davis. Miles Davis. King of J- Do you know what? Wait, do you actually know what Miles Davis is famous for? Something about peeing his pants? Nope. Nope. No. Art. You got the peeing his pants thing from uh, Billy Madison. <laughs> that, that was a. If you ain't cool. If peeing your pants is cool, then I'm Miles Davis. Yeah, I thought that was the main thing. No, she's saying that if it meant you were, she was cool to pee her pants, then she was as cool as the coolest guy she could think of. Miles, Miles Davis, Davis was a famous uh, trumpet player. Really? In, so uh, he, in jazz. Was he a black guy? Yeah. I knew it. All the but he is, he, he's, he's a very popular one. Like You've probably heard him play a hundred times and didn't realize that's what it was. Now, if you would have said B.B. King, then I knew what you were talking about because he's a guitar player yes and he's black also yeah did yeah. you know this yes okay i think i saw him once when i was a little bit younger i was really into jazz in high school and all that jazzy jazz i uh marysville we had a very competitive jazz band one there was mm-hmm. two jazz bands so two. you were in the small one <laughs> i was in the small one but that's because jazz band two was like anyone could join Okay. They didn't limit anyone. Jazz Band 1 had tryouts because that was the competitive one. And in my high school, all of us freshmen were down at the junior high, so we, we couldn't be in the high school jazz bands in ninth grade. Sophomore year, there was only four or five sophomores that made Jazz Band 1. I was one. My friend Matt Reed was another. Uh, Greg Horn was a third. Justin Friesen was a fourth. And uh, So you're telling me you can remember all these names. But you can't remember all the names of your past bonings. Those guys were like years and years of solid friendships where you're traveling with them on the weekends to competitions and stuff. Like, those are people that I spent a lot of time with. If you're not going inside someone, then you can remember their names. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I got it now. I got it. Okay. Somehow you've totally made me out to be an asshole like that. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking magnificent bastard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you were in the special class, the jazz band. We got that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, uh, so I did that for three years. And uh, so I, I was into that stuff. But as soon as high school ended, I was one of the guys who just never picked up his saxophone again. Right. Because just, they yeah. diagnosed you with Down syndrome. And then after that, you just dropped everything that you possibly had no control over. Right. Yeah. Like, like my pants. Yeah. You lost your skills and everything. Yeah. Speaking of skills, let's do the douche of the week. Okay? <laughs> All right. Are you going to lead off again this time? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to lead off, baby. Oh, yeah. I got to turn my volume up. Yeah, okay. and it should be good to go on the com- on the video right. board, too. Ready? You ready? Do it. I'm not going to fuck this up, dude. Okay, here's my douche of the week. Okay? All right. Let's play. Let's hit play. Great. Now it's broken. Come on, man. Play it. Well, anyways. Refresh the page. Okay. 
Oh, you want to know why? You disconnected from the internet. The internet disconnects on me. So anyways, it's Tom Green, right? Did, have you heard the thing where... No, but if you're not going to use the internet to bring it back up, you I probably... do want to use it, but I'm going to have to fucking wait until... Okay. So anyways, yeah. uh, Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Kimmel has yeah. his own show. Yeah, so does Tom on uh, Sirius Radio, I believe. Well, like the late night show, right? Correct, mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel? So anyways, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel uh, painted his hand's house. She didn't know it. She comes home, blah, blah, blah. Tom Green was, like, pissed off about it because technically Tom Green did it back in, like, 94 with his parents' house. And he thought he was stealing his... Like, I, a bit? Yeah, his joke or whatever. And he made this video saying, like, oh, Jimmy, why didn't you give me any credit? You know, I did this first, yada, yada, yada. Like, he was butthurt about it. But I just, like, it's been so long. He didn't mention being, like, oh, this was my idea, blah, blah, blah. He just went and did it. So I feel like he's the douche of the week because he's getting butthurt about something so long ago. And it wasn't even like a like a written bit, some harsh fucking thing. And then he's just, you know, oh, right here. Good morning, everybody. Just saw Jimmy Kimmel's latest post. Hey, Jimmy, what's up, man? Where you uh, painted your aunt, aunt's house orange and green. Wonder where you got that idea. Come on, people. Does everybody have to just keep ripping off every single one of my bits? I love you, Jimmy, but, you know, you should at least throw me a little credit for that, man. I mean, the same setup, everything. Come on. When a stand-up comedian goes and steals somebody's bit, you know, they don't hear the end of it. But, you know, for whatever reason, every single TV show can go out and rip off every single one of my bits that I've ever done and claim it as their own. Give me a fucking break, all right? We're going to paint my aunt's house. I mean, I don't like Jimmy Kimmel really either, but he didn't really claim it as his, though. In 1994, and no one's ever done it before. Thank you very much. But um, I want a writer's credit, Jimmy. I want a writer's credit. Love you, man. I think you're amazing, but... All right, all right. So... I've got two initial thoughts on that. Number one, I kind of get where he's coming from. I kind of, I like, I get it too, but he didn't have to make a big deal about it. I don't think it's like, it's just something he did. And that leads me into point two. I don't think that Tom is necessarily, Tom Green made his whole career off of being like, able to just do the craziest Like pranks. Shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. So how do we know that this isn't the real prank going on? Maybe the video is him just trolling Jimmy. Uh, well... I just, I don't see it as trolling. I see it him being actually upset. Well, he knows he's never going to get a retroactive writer's credit on that. So, I mean, if he can go and literally like jack off an elephant on his movie, maybe, maybe this is a, that's all I'm saying. It might be a bit. If we find out later, then it's a bit, then I'm wrong and I'll take it back. But for right now, I'm just, I'm not saying like, like he's like the funny douche of the week. All right. Because he just wanted to do this. I don't think it's a big that big of a deal yeah he painted the house there's probably some other people that probably did it and you really think that's the douchiest thing anyone's done this week the as far as i've seen that i've noticed okay there okay could have been a bunch of murderings or you know <laughs> someone could have touched me i you know who i knows? think there's a line when it crosses away from douchebag and into just like shitbag yeah you know? i'm still trying to find that line you know we, we can have funny douches of the week or yeah. we could have like fucked up ones and i'm gonna find out what yours is right now we we should probably take a little time before each show to discuss which style douche of the week we're going for because they've always well, been that, so different yeah no i like it that way okay okay and i'm gonna find out what yours is right now all right and this one it's it's another uh reddit post oh. from insane parents yep 
And it is. Um, I'm just going to do the full viewing for yeah, a second. I'm, I'm going to read it to everyone. This was posted in the uh, thread r slash am I the asshole. Nice, I've used nice this title. one myself. Okay. And it's basically when you face a moral dilemma and you go, am I the one who's in the wrong about this right. or not? So here it goes. Uh, and this was posted not... This was posted on um, Insane Parents by someone who saw it. So I'm going to read it from the perspective of the person who posted it, who is my nomination. It says, I grew up in a very strict family where we were all on strict diets, had a basic exercise routine, and were active at least two hours a day. My wife and I have decided to enforce those rules on our kids. It has been that way ever since they were born. My son is 14 years old and my two daughters are seven and eight. Of course, I let our kids have their free time, but they seem not to have a problem with our daily routine to stay in shape. My son recently got his very first girlfriend. I've told him before that he needs a healthy girl to be his partner. I completely understand that he loves her and I want my son to be happy, but he is completely going against our rules and how our family functions. I truly do want my son to be happy, but health is the number one most important thing to us. I was afraid that his girlfriend's body weight would encourage the same negative behavior onto my son so I ended the relationship. Hmm. I do kind of feel bad, but at the same time, he broke the rules of our family. I cannot tolerate something like that. So tell me, Reddit, am I the asshole? And for someone to not only do that, but to then also immediately acknowledge that they might be in the wrong, but they still are defending it. So that's douchey as So fun. his girlfriend was a little chubbier. Is that where I'm getting at? Yeah. Okay. And because of that, this... 14-year-old kid's dad ended their relationship. So this somehow. is the dad, not the mom? Yes. Okay. Dad. <sighs> See, this is where it comes in hard. This is where like a lot of a lot of families come in and chime in their opinions or what they want about somebody else's, you know, relationships. I've yeah. had it. I've had it done to me. It sucks cuz it gets in your mindset and then you always make bad decisions that you don't want to make. Sure. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I think it's fucked up in a way. Just let your son, you know, live his life and make mistakes. Maybe one day he'll be like, oh, let's go on a diet together. Who knows? Instead, maybe have a conversation with them first. Yeah. Or maybe acknowledge the fact that, number one, your crazy ass family values aren't going to be able to dictate your son's choices forever. And two, there's nothing wrong with someone being a little overweight in high school. Yeah. Oftentimes they grow out of it or they do something about it or maybe they are just okay with it. That's true. 10 out of 1, his family's probably vegan. That's a that's a <laughs> vegan thing right there. Probably but, drinks a lot of white claw. Yeah, some <laughs> some wheatgrass for breakfast. Yeah, that's cool if you want to be sober and vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I you, always have boy. like I always have problems when like a child's five and he weighs like a hundred pounds. Like, I'm just like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? And then they're like at McDonald's and here's three cheeseburgers. Son. Right. Right. Oh, this is what you want. Oh, then I'm only giving you what you want. Yeah. You got to be able to put up some boundaries. And I, I totally agree. When I was first reading it, I didn't think that the person who was writing this out was going to end up being the asshole mm-hmm. because it sounds fairly wholesome and it's a good idea to instill the importance of health in your kids. I can honestly say that neither of my parents did that for me, and that's caused plenty of problems as an adult. But there comes a point when you have to own it okay. yourself. Well, so, how much, how big were you in high school? I, I really wasn't that big back then, but I didn't have to be because I was constantly doing sports. Okay, right. So when exactly did this transition come to where you're uncomfortable <laughs> with your weight now? So um, 
in high school, like right after high school, I was in a car accident uh, on the 405 that really messed me up. And uh, it, it especially hurt one of my knees. And, uh, and then I had gone snowboarding and it kind of tweaked that worse. Mm. And then in 2005, when I was, when Aaron and I were sharing a house, uh, that house burned down and like all my snowboarding gear was gone right. and I was no longer doing the fall and spring soccer in high school. I was doing soccer in the fall, swim team in the winter, soccer in the spring. And so then, you were pretty sporty. Yeah. I like doing sports shit too, but I haven't done one in forever. Right, right. And I've tried like doing softball leagues and indoor soccer leagues and stuff and they're fun, but there's just a difference. Like once you've stopped that routine and stopped caring about being able to be that active, it, 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 it changed. How do I want to phrase this? It, it removed that priority for me. And I, I was never one to just go and work out. I hate just exercising for the sake of it. But if I have to run around a bunch of soccer fields to know that we can win our game on Saturday mm-hmm. or to know that I can play soccer at a high level, then that was worth it. You know, I, there was a purpose to it. And I, I never changed my goal from being able to win sports games to just being able to be healthy. Right. And I, that's what I'm trying to work on right now is being healthy and making right choices to be its own end instead of like just part of the progress. I just want to know when exactly did you put down the broccoli and start eating candy bars? That's that's not how it went down because I've always loved good healthy food too. It's just that I've also ended up eating a lot of junk separately, but not like candy and sweets. It's always just been like, oh, there's nothing else open right now. McDonald's is a good choice or yeah. Or like when you go to Portland, where are you going to go? Voodoo donuts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit. And so I, you know, and if you like that kind of stuff, that's cool. But for me, I don't have the active lifestyle so far to be able to counteract it. So, you know, I'm, I'm working on at least getting out and walking every day. That's why I play those stupid, like Harry Potter and Pokemon go style games. Dude, fucking Devin was doing like, I was waiting for Devin yesterday. He yeah. was like, I'm here. Okay. And I'm just feeling like a retard. Cause, oh, there's that word again. Feeling like a retard. Cause I'm just standing there alone. And I'm just like, and then I text him <laughs> and I'm like, dude, where are you? Like, how slow are you? He's like, dude, I'm playing Pokemon go right now. I was like, are you, I'm all, I don't know if that was like the nerdiest thing I've ever heard or it's actually good. Cause you're out there walking. That's yeah. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is like, yeah, that, that having games that are augmented reality like that is a great way to kind of trick someone like me who needs there to be an extra, not incentive, but an extra aspect to exercise. Right. And uh, I get a lot of shit because I'm just like, oh, you need to gain more weight. Do I? Do I need to gain more weight? Or are you guys just mad because you're not as skinny as me? Which one is it? Huh? I get it all. I, I get it all the time. I mean, it's good to be the skinny one, but now you're hitting the age where your metabolism might stop. And I know that you were the chubby kid back in school. I was, was. So if you don't have good eating and exercise habits yet, there could come a day when suddenly you're like, oh shit, I look like Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm going to wake up like, what happened? (laughs) No, but I I really am working on it. And, you know, I I feel like I used to be a pretty good looking kid back in those days. And when people have seen. Well, I mean, you still are pretty good looking. Oh, I think the insecurities (laughs) with yourself affect the way that you 
That's true. Yeah. I, don't know. yeah. I have insecurities as well. Well, like I, I don't want to get fat again. I think deep down, seriously, I don't want to be fat again. I really don't. It's not why, like, I eat a bunch of shit food, but, like, when I'm at work, like, I walk constantly. Like, I have to go outside for a break out in the parking lot. I yeah. do that every break, and I go up and down the fucking stairs all fucking day. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But, Aaron, it sucks. I know. You can't get as skinny as me. I'm sorry, dude. No, like, he's he's getting there. I know. Um, no, but I, what I'm planning to do is just take a few of those, you know, like the before pictures, and... Um, I'm going to try that program that Eric was on that really helped him slim back down over the course of like three months. And I think that one's purely diet based. So I've been doing the research on it. And, uh, so that, that's the one that I'm going to try. I've been thinking about how you said we should have Eric on here again at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, he's like the next he guest has I want on. Like the most like stereotypical story that we always joke around. But his story is actually true with his best friend getting with his mom. Not just getting with. Married. Yeah, married his fucking mom. Yeah. Like, that's just hilarious. Because I'm like, oh, we're going to bone your mom. Or I'm going to bone yeah, your mom. And God bless him. He has a pretty good, like, sense of humor about it. Because if that really happened, like, with me, like, if. Like, best friend. Like, uh, like yeah, like, if, if can you, you or Aaron friend? actually went and married my mom, <laughs> I would have no ability to process that. <laughs> like, uh, do you still be friends? Like, I don't know. It's... I, I don't think I could be. Like, dude, you're literally banging my mom. <laughs> Stop boning my, my mom. I, I'm not going to call you my stepdad, but that's what you are. Like, the, the fact that Eric's only as weird as he like, is is nothing short of amazing. Like all those jokes, like, dude, I'm going to be your stepdad. You're going to call me dad. <laughs> I'm going to put you, I'm going to ground you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. You're not my dad. <laughs> You're not my real father. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I made you wheel. Um, I was listening to a uh, stand-up comedian. <laughs> last, oh, sorry. Last. I think it was last night or the day before, and he was, who was it? Ah, oh, I'm getting into him now. It's Big J Orkerson or Orkerson Okerson. Big J Okerson. He's like hilarious. He's like the one that doesn't like hold back on anything. He's uh-huh. like fat guy. Fat, fat guys. Fat guys are always funny to me. Sorry, but uh, not this one. He was telling a story <laughs> about like a threesome with his friends and how him and his one friend are like fat and have like small dicks, and his one tall skinny friend had like the biggest dick he's ever seen uh-huh. and he was talking about how he was trying to put like a regular condom on and it would just like fly off and the chick <laughs> was like oh i got magnums in my car but i remember i think it was a high school girlfriend so i was still a teenager and i was being safe and having condoms and i think the only one i had left was like just like a random magnum one you know i'm like fuck <laughs> I'm like, i don't think this is gonna fit you know what i mean and then like i put it on I think I was just having like a really good like dick day, but I mean, <laughs> that was like the only time because it like stayed on, but it still wasn't like fully like, like it was like if you went and bought a two XL hoodie or something. <laughs> yeah. Like it stayed on, but it wasn't like full use amount. I right. was like proud of that day. Huh? Yeah. It made me think of that. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I've always thought that, you know, they should have just kept that line of condoms going but made them a little more accurate like, so there's like it, w- it would never happen again it like this is a good day magnum and then like 45 <laughs> and then like nine millimeter and then, then like 22 eight. and then like bb gun <laughs> <laughs> then airsoft 
Like, whoever has the smallest <laughs> dick in the world, this has got to suck. You know well, I, mean? I don't think that person has to worry about condoms. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> no. Ever. <laughs> and I've heard some stories. Like, I, I think Abby told me one. I've heard, like, I think Sky has a small dick story. Stephanie definitely has one that I've heard. And, like, they'll talk about them where it's, like, that big. Like, pinky size. See, and that's crazy that, to yeah, me. Yeah. I'm that's... like, how, and how would a person who's only packing that not know that they have a small dick? Hmm. And if you have that knowledge, that self-awareness, is it responsible to still try and, like, get with someone without warning them? <laughs> I know. Dude. You're going to get laughed at <laughs> a lot. I have a really small dick. We can try this. Yeah. Or you can just lick it like a lollipop. Yeah. Basically, my dick is so small that I can use one Magnum condom and just suction it off with a rubber band and use parts of it at a time. So I can use one condom, like, six times in a row. <laughs> Double like, deuce it? Like using different portions of the blanket or something, you know? Like, yeah. Have you ever jizzed in your own face? No. We've been over this. I know you have. Damn it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've been pretty fortunate in that I've never really in, accidentally hit myself or caused any friendly fire with something like that. You know what I like to talk about the show? Mm. I love how we can talk about what people actually think themselves but never say anything. That's, yeah. that's the enjoyment I get out of this. Because I want them to relate, but they'll never say anything or admit to it. I just want them to feel like they're not the only ones. Yeah, and even though a lot of the shit that we talk about might feel really weird at the time, uh -huh. there's probably literally thousands of people out there. Not, not the same people for each story, but there's thousands amongst different groups per story that are going to know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, yeah, you know that, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I just, uh, you know. Nick showing his non-dumbassery once again. <laughs> well, Way you know, to cut to it, man. I'm just, you know. Cutting through the fat. <laughs> being real. Yeah. I try to be real sometimes, okay? I'm not a full joke 24-7. No, like 23 and a half seven. 23 and a half seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I was watching a documentary earlier on the making of the uh, BBC's, like, current sherlock show which is really good it's like benedict like cumberbatch. Sure, sherlock holmes yeah but it's sherlock holmes in the modern times it's benedict cumberbatch martin freeman um mark gaddis a bunch of it, it the show's ended but it was huge for like eight years as they were making it all okay really good show if you haven't seen it check it kind out of like but, a detective story type show yeah and each okay. episode is like a self-contained story but then each series is a self-contained story amongst all three episodes then the whole show is also so like you keep building this bigger picture of what's going on through four or five seasons. Okay. It's fantastic. Each episode's the length of a movie, but there's only three per season. So okay. it's really good. But it got me thinking because Sherlock is one of my favorite characters in all of fiction. So you like Robert Downey Jr. Okay. I mean, I, I do love most of his roles like Tony Stark and Sherlock Holmes and stuff. I really like the Benedict Cumberbatch interpretation. But what I want to know is, like, what are your favorite characters in fiction that aren't necessarily comic book characters? Like we haven't books? Like, either books but or movies or old stories or whatever. Just something that's not comic book related. Because we've talked about that numerous times. But we've never gotten outside of it, really. And Star Wars could count. Fucking anything that's not, like, Marvel and DC. Ooh, put me on the spot again. Not really. I mean, don't you watch other shit? Yeah, but when you, like, do shit to me like that, 
I'm not like thinking about it and I'm fairly slow, like down syndrome. So then it takes me five <laughs> minutes to come up with an answer. All right. Well, you, okay. What about video games? Is there a character in video games you really like? Yeah. I like the one where I tried to kick your ass the other day with Ryu. And you failed miserably. Hadouken. <laughs> and I did not know I was still fighting the same person, but the evil version <laughs> until I asked you later. Street Fighter 2? That was Street Fighter 4, I believe. I mean, I guess I can kind of, you know, relate to, you know, uh, Pac-Man. I should have known better than you expected real answer out of you. <laughs> I mean... Uh... thing, like, even stoner comedies or books, you know, like high school books, if you read Like, stoner or... comedies, I feel like I would relate to Biodome. You know what I mean? Biodome. Yeah. So you're a Polly Shore guy. Yeah. Weasel. Well, it's just that specific movie because it's like one of those close like buddy movies where you go through anything together and nothing can like break that wall barrier. I love the beginning when they're trying to figure out how to get out of like going to work or going to their girlfriend's house or whatever. And they're like, my, they, they my, my. to do the yeah. whoever has to get hit with the book. <laughs> Free my, my. <laughs> um, so you've, you've got nothing. You can't think of a single character that you like or... If it's not like comic books and stuff, if you give me that shit. Because I never really, like... I never got into, like, reading books. I mean, the only book I really, like, finished was The Five People You Meet in Heaven, which is weird coming for me. I just got into it. And What's that it. about? It's about a guy that uh, meets... Uh, it's been so long, but he meets different people along through his life that have all been to heaven and helping him struggle his life through struggles and stuff like that when he dies he meets like the last person when he goes to heaven weird shit like that and then like the only other book i finished during school was like holes I read that what is it holes i don't think i've even heard of that one there's a movie with shia labeouf in it shia labeouf shia labeouf i really like him as an actor i don't know if you like him but uh i mean i've never had anything against him i thought he was great in the first two transformers movies he was all right in the third one uh, I, anything else I've seen him in, he's been pretty good. I, I never had a big problem with him. Hmm. He seems to have a pretty decent sense of humor about himself too, which is really important with me. Like, especially when a celebrity like Shia LaBeouf or Dane Cook or, you know, the Nickelback guys, I don't know if they're like this, but when a celebrity who's that kind of maligned in public can still joke about it or can be like, yeah, I'm that douchebag or, you know, they, they can kind of own it a little bit and be like, yeah, you don't all have to like me. I get it. I'm not for everybody, but I'm going to have a sense of humor about it and not take that too seriously and just keep doing what I'm doing. That goes a long way for me. You know, that's, gotcha. that's a cool person. Do you secretly like watching romantic movies by yourself? There's a couple that I like. I do too. Okay. Name one of yours. I'll name one of mine. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, just because I had to watch it with a girlfriend, but I secretly do like it, is The Notebook. I don't know. I know you've never seen it. <laughs> I have not seen it. But I do like that one. So it's, you genuinely like it? I do. This is an honesty it is, circle it is. right here. It makes me, like, sad. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm going to reserve making fun of you for that for at least 24 hours okay. because I asked the question. <laughs> I can't promise you much longer beyond that. Uh, so one of mine is um, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. It's it's kind of a high school one also, so it may not fully count. Um, Another one for me is Serendipity. I like that one too. Yeah. 
Uh, John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like the fucking he finds the book at the end or some shit. I haven't watched yeah. it in so long. I know there's a book involved with it. And those kinds of movies are the exact ones that I hate because I, I genuinely saw a lot of those in my kind of formative years where I'm still, you know, in high school, you're still figuring out like what you're looking for in a girl, what relationships really mean, you know, what they Secretly, are. Secretly, deep down, I would want a relationship like they have in the movies. But in reality, it's not like that at all. Right. And that's that's the point is those movies set you up for failure because you think that like, <laughs> oh, if I run through the gate at the airport and yeah, stop her, that like, she's going to get with me. song out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you make these big romantic gestures, something's going to come through. You're going to win. Put a ring in a mailbox. Yeah. And suddenly you're get- <laughs> <laughs> And suddenly like music's going to start playing and people are going to applaud as she runs up and kisses you. And I. It, it's just I always so... wanted to like I always fantasized like like being in a crowded area somewhere in public and to be like excuse me listen I have something to say blah 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 I love you forever and I've always <laughs> wanted to do that you know what nothing would, be... would break us apart ever you know people do those pranks where like they'll stage something bad happening in public just to see people's reactions yeah I, I've seen a lot of them where it's like someone getting mugged or there is a really cool one where they set up this street to have like a movable light pole and fire hydrant and brick wall. And they had this guy walk down and he would make this gesture like someone was trying to steal a purse from an old lady. And this guy basically, they made it look like he was a superhero because he like pushes over the light pole and like picks the fire hydrant up out of the ground and water starts spraying. And like it's all staged. But it totally looks like what you would Real, imagine, yeah. like a Captain America would be able to do. Mm-hmm. And you just see these people that are just like, "Holy shit! What is that guy?" Mm-hmm. You know. So there's some cool ones, but what if you do one where you stage a proposal that is like epically turned down, or like, like not just like I, a no or a yes, but like this girl like kicks your ass afterwards or starts insulting. Like, set it up, stage it, but then get people's reaction to seeing like. Oh, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And then she just starts cracking up laughing or is a total bitch. I've like during the, you know how people do that. They want to do it like in front of a bunch of people and shit. I like in the past, you want to do it in front of your mailman. Apparently in the past, like (laughs) I've, I've come up with ideas and I've called different places and they're like, ah, no, we really don't do that. Just in case of the chance that if she says no, like they were worried about that. So like, so wait, what kind of places are you talking about? Like restaurants? Like, like something big, like stadiums or like oh, a theater, shit like theater. that. Just I don't know, like a music venue. You know what I mean? Just huh. depending on the type of stuff. Like I've I've called places before, and they're like, yeah, we don't really do that anymore because they've had past experiences where it wasn't good. But I think that would be epic. I know. Like, especially at a you know a baseball game or something plan this big fake proposal that you know she's going to turn down and you you know that you're not actually going to be embarrassed mm-hmm. but everyone's going to look at you as if like it's just terrible you like wanna, have her like break a bottle over your head you want to do it we can i can propose to you and then you'd be like no i'm cheating on you with tyrone <laughs> you can call on tyrone i will never find another lover sweeter than you Sweeter than you. Um, okay, so you gave another romantic comedy. I'm going to think of another one real quick. Um, You've Got Mail was a good one. Uh, I don't really. Isn't that what Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. 
Yeah. He's like a super successful guy and she's like a down to earth flower shop or bookstore owner, mm-hmm. one of those two. And um it's all about them getting to know each other online, but hating them each other in real life and not knowing they were the same person. Yeah. And then they finally do meet after they've kind of fallen in love with both versions of the other person. And then she's just like, Oh, I, I wish that it was the same guy and then he ends up being the same guy. Still very unrealistic because all of my online are like if you get to know someone online or via text especially it's totally it's different. not the same. It isn't the same. And I think I know why. Because you have so much more time to think about what you're gonna say before you say it in text. Yes you do. You can delete shit, you can start over right before you hit send, you can be like, Oh Yeah. Stop right there. So it's I've super- done that so many times. Oh, I have too. It's super easy. <laughs> You don't have that in real life. So your real life version is never as polished. No, no matter what you think, even if you try to be a totally genuine in text, you still have the ability to edit before you send. I've had and the, your mouth doesn't have you have had that. those moments where you're like, you're saying something cause you're so mad and then you like see yourself saying it, but you're like, no, why did you do that? I, I, I almost never say anything out of anger. Uh, I do. I, I I try to walk away from shit and, and I, calm I down can first. never I can never take it back. Even I'm like I'm sorry I was mad I didn't mean it. It just it does not work. Yeah. It, yeah. And that's always what I've been afraid of because you know, I I've always had a pretty good ability to when I know someone I can tell what kind of things you could say to really give them a good compliment, you really build them up and the problem with that is it's a double-edged sword because you also know how to totally tear someone down. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always worried that if I do allow myself to really just cut loose on someone, it'll be irreversible because I'll know exactly what to say to just cut them to the bone. So I never want to do that. So I always stop when I'm mad. I don't allow myself to respond out of anger. And then when I why, cool is down. Is that why you walk, around, walk out of the band room? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if I just fire off... I feel like I've lost the Have you know, high ground. I, you know what's funny? When the band starts going or there's like someone that starts getting mad at each other. Yeah. I don't, I just stand back. Like Always. I, I do. I'm just like, I don't, I don't, because I feel like, why are we really fighting about this in general? It's because people are passionate. <sighs> like Monty Python. They had two main people, John Cleese and Terry Jones, who would fight during all these pre-production meetings over comedy. All they did was make comedy, but these people would fight constantly over the right way to do it or whatever. And ultimately, they still remained great friends. You can be friends and still fight about something as long as it's a shared passion. We're never fighting in the band room over stuff that we don't feel strongly about. No, it just it gets really hard because like all of us. Like I'm really laid back with whatever we want to do. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to try a little bit of everything. Even if I still don't like it, no. I'm still going to try it. No. But some of us have really like, like really want to do their ideas. And then they get upset when they were like, oh, no, we shouldn't do that. Or we should try this instead. And I'm just like, can we all just get along? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, and you've just- also proposed exactly one new song since in the last two years that we've been doing this. And we're playing it. Yeah. So you've got a hundred percent track record so far. (laughs) And even when we practiced it last week, I even stopped. I was like, Hey, if nobody actually really likes this song, it's not going to hurt my feelings. I just wanted to try something new. So, but we do. And if you don't like it, we don't have to do it. It's a good song. 
I just, I'm just saying, I'm just, I put that out there because I don't want someone to be like, oh, I don't really like playing this. Like, right. to be honest, I really, like, it's not my favorite song in the world. I don't really like playing Case in Point, but I do it because, you know, that's our band and other people like playing that song. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I, I would hope that if you come, if you encounter a situation, whether it's a song or a, a show or whatever else, that if you do finally feel that, that urge to be like, no, I want to do it this way that you fucking speak up because all that it comes across. If you never, if you never, you know, set in and defend a point of view or even voice it, it feels like you don't have opinions on. Well, my, my communications are pretty scarce, you know, they suck. So I'm still working. This podcast actually helps me out a lot. It's, it's almost therapeutic, isn't it? Yeah. It helps me actually out there. With, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I can talk a little bit better now. Or I can discuss <laughs> this with you because I, I don't know. Well, you're getting used to talking not only op- more openly, but we keep bringing in guests of people like you've never met. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm actually to talk like to talking to them. It's yeah. weird. I don't know. Because you know that in an hour, we get to kick them out the door. That's right. You don't have to see them ever again. <laughs> I know, dude. Like, it's funny. I noticed it. Like, once we're done, I'm kind of like, okay, we don't have to talk anymore. Yeah. yeah I'm out. Yep, I'm done. You always make a beeline. I know, I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. Just let Jesse do all the editing and posting and hey, all that. Hey, that's not true. Correction, I did all the editing in the beginning, okay? And then we got situated. Now Mr. Know-It-All over here does all the editing. You stuff. did all the editing for the first 10 episodes, I believe. Yep. I even and made our end credits. I think this one right now marks episode 28 total between both seasons. 28 episodes. So that means there's 17 that I've done now. Yes. Yeah, and I will uh, start arranging some help with you next time. I think about doing it. I'll just make a it. spot for you under the desk to uh, work in while I'm editing. Well, I mean, you meaning. still have a troll down there. Until you get the troll out, then I'll get in there. I made you wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have money for wheel. We'll give you num, 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 num. me think of other way to pay. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, the bum way. <laughs> shimmy, shimmy, what? Shimmy, shimmy, yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, I think that that's just about it for today, bud. Yep. Yeah. Good talk. Good times. Oh, don't forget. We want to hear. We haven't heard a whole lot of traction on our douchebag of the week yet, so it's hashtag douchebag of the week. You know what? If we want to hear which it, one you think. If someone doesn't give me a name by this week, I'm jumping off a bridge. And then you know what? It's going to be on your guys' fucking hands. Well, at least it'll be something you're passionate about. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just put it on fucking Facebook or YouTube or Jesse's gay inbox that he has for... Uh, Casual gay encounters. Yeah, that's Jesse at hot M A L E dot com. Yeah. <laughs> With uh A and capital D's in D's a row. Nuts. D's nuts. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh if you haven't already, check us out on Twitter. It's at uh Cheeky Shenanigans, it's spelled a little weird. Uh just find at Jesse Sucks on there and I'll I'll show you the way. Instagram is at Cheeky Shenanigans Podcast. Uh, we've got a Facebook page if you want to like us on any of those. And on, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please take a second to uh, give us a quick rating. You know, um, if you feel like we're doing a good job, five stars and maybe a quick review would be so nice. Um, I'm only saying all this now 
while Nick is uh, acting to what I'm saying. Uh, because, you know, listening to other podcasts, it seems like a lot of people do mention this. So I think it's worth mentioning on ours too. But yeah, we'd just love, we want some more interaction. We want to talk to you guys. So hit us up with Douchebag of the Week. And uh, you can tell me what you think Nick's actually saying over there right now. Uh, yeah, um, I hope you have a uh, homosexual day today. And my name is Punk Ass. And I'm going to pull it off to Jesse because he's always the one that says, and we're out. And my name is Jesse, also known as Random Hero. And we are not out, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're out.